He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys are back with us today, back from his honeymoon. We are the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org, a great place to find out how the local guys stand in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals as we head into the final week with PGA Tour cards on the line. Our first order of business today, of course, is to welcome our man Sam Humphreys back to the show and back to uh, the continental United States. Sam? Boys, how, how was your week? It was an amazing week. I appreciate you guys coming to the wedding. That was really nice of y'all. I hope y'all had a good time. We, oh, pre- we appreciate you calling in when you were gone, too. We <laughs> yeah, got I heard great that. Feedback about that. I but heard yeah, that. The hunt man loved it. Yeah, no, no doubt. I bet he did. Um, but... I mean, you know, you have a honeymoon, you have a vacation, it's it's like paradise, right? And then you get back, and, and just to preface this, I mean, I'm going to be complaining about first world problems, but the last 48 hours of my life has completely <laughs> sucked. So It's just been nothing but first world problems? Oh, nothing but first world problems. So basically, uh, in the middle of the night... Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> was your cock sign cut by Bob? No, in the middle of the night, two nights ago. Are you sure it was two nights ago? Because you were like five time zones away. So this I don't could even get confusing. Know. I don't even Are know. Are you still jet lagged right now? Yes. I, I, my <laughs> body has no clue what time it is. So I was basically up for 24 hours straight because normally in Hawaii, you wake up early and go to bed early. Well, uh, Reagan had food poisoning uh, oh. the last day of the honeymoon. So I stayed up all night. Uh, in Hawaii, and <laughs> that was a story in and of itself. Um, but we finally get to the airport. Let's say it was what day is today? Today is <laughs> well, today is Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, August thirty first, two thousand twenty one. Okay, so it was Sunday in Hawaii that she had the food poisoning. Are you saying Hawaii or Hawaii? Hawaii. Hawaii. Is it not Hawaii? Hawaii. I'm saying Hawaii. The, Hawaii. Are you hearing what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're saying Hawaii. you're not per, uh, doing the little. You're, you're not you're, emphasizing you're the. You're not I making an e sound at the all. You're saying Hawaii. Hawaii. You're Hawaii. saying it like it's. You're like you're saying Kawhi Leonard. Hawaii. Hawaii. It's not. It's not Hawaii. Like rhymes with Kawhi. No, it's Hawaii. I, I don't know if that's why there's two eyes on the window. Unless I've been wrong my whole Hawaii. life, I'm pretty sure it's Hawaii. Here we go. Either way. We got Google to confirm it. Here we go. One second. <laughs> anyway, whether you're in Hawaii so, or Hawaii, there's something took place. So, it was early Sunday morning, I guess, that Reagan got the food poisoning. So, um, then, I, you know, we slept in after I stayed up all night, you know, taking care of her. It was all good. It wasn't COVID, luckily. Uh, by the way, trying to find, you know, an urgent care in Hawaii is impossible, okay? And so we didn't want to do that anyways because then if she, you know, tested positive, mm-hmm. like we wanted to do the test back in Oklahoma, whatever. It was a lo- It was a big deal, but it was just food poisoning. So then we get to the airport finally. We get to the airport too early, actually. We, we didn't know that you couldn't check in before four hours before your flight. We were going to just go to the airport because we checked out of the hotel right. and, and just eat there and stuff. 
So we waited 45 minutes. I go up to the up to the gate uh, or up to the ticket counter. All right, and they they say, and I had smoked a couple cigars in Hawaii, right? When they say. I didn't know you couldn't put a lighter in a check bag. I'm not, I don't smoke cigars all the time. I, you know, I'm not used to having a lighter in my bag. So then I have to take all my clothes that I had just stuffed in and like stood and stomped on my suitcase forever and took all the clothes out. Finally got them stuffed back in. Never found the lighter. Never found the lighter. I don't know where it was. I guess I had put it in my golf bag. But so then after that, I go to, the TSA, I get randomly selected to get perfect per, to get padded down. They went through all my bags, everything, uh, and you know I had a PD light in my bag that I guess you weren't allowed to have. Yeah, I had I didn't take my laptop out. I got padded down. It was a whole ordeal, whatever. So we finally get in. Good thing you got there four hours early. No doubt, no doubt. And 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 then we finally get in. All right, I I just want a burger. I want to order a burger. Like, ask the waitress, hey, can I get a burger and fries? In Hawaii Airport, you can't just order a burger and fries. You have to get on your phone, and not only is it the QR code, it's you can't order like you can't even ask the waitress anything. You send your order straight to the kitchen. Okay. Well, my order never went through straight to the kitchen. It took about, I don't know, an hour and a half, okay? <laughs> and so I finally it's get my really burger. It's a really good thing you got there four hours Finally early. get my burger and fries. Then I can't sleep on the flight. So then I, I I think I slept from like 2. I finally went to sleep around 2 p.m. to like 7 p.m. yesterday. So then I wake up today. It was great. I was like finally married we're moving stuff in it's nice you know like yesterday it was it was great me and reagan had a great time on the honeymoon morale's up this morning i'm like i'm going back to work today it, it's gonna be great i feel a butt coming but by, by the way sam walked in today and he's like let's just turn on the mics and go so we haven't heard this story so so here's what happened i wake up this morning uh first thing is our new puppy uh had a few accidents, but that's fine. That's that's expected. It's a puppy. Yeah, but that that's the what I wake up to. Okay, and then after that, I go on and try to do my DraftKings order. Okay, well my DraftKings comes up and says your account is restricted. I think that they restricted my account because I tried to use DraftKings in Hawaii oh. where I didn't even know it was not legal. You to tried use to use DraftKings it in an in illegal Hawaii. state. Yeah, and so I didn't know. Okay, and so now I'm on customer support with DraftKings, running a little late, okay, and then I'm like, get in my car, fuel tank low. And this is where we get to where I'm pissed off. Okay. This was the so, breaking point. So we go, I, I go to the gas station. Uh, I, I would have gone to Anki, but I went to the Shell, uh, which is, you know, it, it, the gas station, the, the gas pumps aren't the greatest there, but they'll work, I thought. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I go up to the first gas pump, and it acts like it's full, but my light's on that says it's empty, so it, it keeps just pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping. Like, so I, I clicked it, I clicked the handle about 50 times, got all the way up to $1 worth of gas, okay, just enough gas to put my car in reverse and go to the other gas tank because, <laughs> okay, because I was like on E, like like I was over the forty miles after the light. You comes put on. a dollar in to get you to another pump. Yeah. Okay. So then I go to the other pump, and let, this is where I need your guys' help. 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to drive away from here because I, I put $8 worth of gas, and I probably pushed that thing, pushed the, the handle. The little lever? Yeah, the little lever. It keeps acting like my tank is full, but my tank is empty. So I, I have two gallons worth of gas in my car right now. I was speeding to get here, and I'm late, so I don't know why it's saying it's empty. Well, there is a gas station about an eighth of a mile okay, from here. Okay, but why, try when why, you is, why is it so, saying it's empty i I used to have a car that would do that and it was always like really finicky and really tricky i would have to basically take the handle and i couldn't just like leave it there and prop it up i had to hold it at a certain angle because (laughs) like an ox cord kind of (laughs) yeah depending what angle i held the actual gas pump at the nozzle it would either tell me it was full or it would allow the gas to go in. And I don't know what it is about the little mechanism in there, but, I mean, obviously that's not a good long-term solution, so I would try to go get it looked at, because sometimes there's just, I don't know, maybe there's something in there that comes loose, or it's probably a sensor that's off. But I usually mine would work if I would hold the nozzle and try it at just different angles. Like, hold it up and to the right, down and to the left, up and to, and see how exactly I needed to hold it so that I could fill up my car with gas. Okay, well, that... The sensor. That's it, what. It, it, th- think of it as, like you said, Sam, an aux cord or a phone charger that's messed up where you got to like lean it up against the wall a specific way, yeah. and then once it moves a millimeter, it stops working. So you'll be like, oh, yeah, I got $3 in, and then all of a sudden, boom, stop. So then you wiggle it just a little bit more. There it is. You know, there you go. So, yeah. but So you went to two different – you didn't just stay at the same shell. You went to two different stores? No, no, no. I went to two different pumps two at different the same pumps. store. But my gas tank was so low that I didn't want to have to push my car to the other gas tank. How, how does the gas tank get this low, Sam? I know you had well, a busy week, but... Well, I don't know why I... Uh, this was probably my fault. <laughs> I Before my wedding, I didn't... Uh, it, the light was already on. And then I waited a week, you know, and then I got back in my car and was like, oh, crap, my gas tank's empty. Like, and I knew that I had already driven a good 20 miles with the light on. So, pa- <laughs> so past like, and that you, was that was like a week and a half ago. So past you did not and, think ahead to how present you would feel getting in your car and having this an empty, is definitely empty gas tank. Past me's fault, but it wasn't my fault. It also doesn't help that the, there's not very many gas stations by Oak Tree. You know, you, no, you kind of got to go a little out of the way to, to well, get and some that fuel. Was the, that was the other thing is I would have gone to the greatest gas station of all time, Ibis by by uh, Oak Tree, but. Then I would have to go a mile out of the way, and I just wasn't going to do that. So I, <laughs> so I ended up going to the crappy shell station, and then I'm already running late, so then I pass up like the nice on-cue and everything. So anyways, enough complaining. I had a great week you're wearing, on the You're wearing a Kapalua hat. We got to hear about Kapalua. Yeah, we went to Kapalua. I, we I have one question. Those are thunder colors, by the way. I know. I got a nice little thunder color hat here. I, I have one Kapalua question. Okay. Uh, how were the greens? Because I know in your pictures, the fairways were punched, but fairways being punched isn't that big a deal. They were verticut. They weren't punched. And the, they, the fairways the were? The fairways were actually pretty pure. They okay. verticut them um, because the, the fairways there, they, they look dead, but they're actually kind of spongy. There's like... What it, kind of grass do they have out there? Do you know? It, it has to be Bermuda type grass, a, okay. a certain type of Bermuda. But basically... It, it looks like tight lie Bermuda, but it's a little, uh, a little like soft on top. You know what I mean? Like it's you have a little cushion okay. to hit off of. It sits up on it. It doesn't really sit up, but it, it it's not like it's hard pan, and it looks hard pan from just the tent of the of the fairways. But anyways, the greens, I would say, you know, they have to be some of 
the worst greens that the tour would play on, not because they're bumpy, but because they're so slow because they have some undulation to them. Plus, it's windy all the time. Yeah. I played on a calm day, and it was 25. So, so the greens were slow. The greens are very slow. Yeah, yeah they were probably rolling at eight or at nine. Yeah, and, really. And, but, but that's why I bet they get them up into the you know, 10, 11 range, but you still couldn't get them much more than that because the wind would blow the ball off the green because I mean it's not uncommon there to have 40 mile per hour gusts it's up on this giant hill right next to the ocean and the views are just phenomenal out there I I couldn't believe uh some of the views that were out there at Kapalua you don't realize because you just see the shots if you look off to the sides of these tee boxes it's unbelievable so and and I mean Kapalua I by the way Started off on an absolute heater at Capitol. So what? what I, mean, I mean, I got to see Capilou here, Sim. I, 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 play, I, I played from the card. very back of. I played from the very back tee box on so every like hole. Seventy six hundred, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy six hundred, par seventy three. It was seven, so it, Take that for what it's worth. No, it, it was yeah, it's almost seventy six hundred. Yeah. So yeah, and and dude, I mean, I'm telling you. Kapalua is a bomber's paradise. <laughs> like you can, there's some holes where you can hit. I hit on 16. I think it was a what was it 16? Yeah, it was 16. I I hit this ball like 350 yards, and then there was this other hole where I flew one probably 300 yards, and it ended up rolling out to like 420 because it's dead <laughs> downhill. It's crazy. Like you're just dead downhill, downwind, and. There's just the elevation change. Speaking of slope on rangefinders, you need a rangefinder with some slope out there if you've never played out there. What was your favorite hole? My favorite hole was 11. It, it's the a par three. Yeah, beautiful par three. Uh, I think know, you posted a picture of that. One, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Right, right back towards the ocean. And ironically, the next day uh, we went snorkeling out in that little bay right there, and it was an amazing snorkel spot. And I mean, it was pretty cool. You got to see like some. Finding Nemo fish. Yeah. Any any golf balls found when you were snorkeling? <laughs> no, you would have to you would have to like hit like a Bryson type drive to it get. It would have that to be day. intentional. No, the, the ocean never comes into play at Kapalua. Not really? One time. Nope. So okay. you see it the it, whole time, it, but it's it might, never on the bay course. I didn't see the bay course, but on the plantation course, it does not come into play. Uh, the bay course sounds like it would have more water. Yeah, probably. Just, so. I mean, just by the name. Yeah. The bay course. <laughs> so what else? So aside from the golf, what was what was the coolest part of Hawaii? The honeymoon? Oh. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I would have to say the dinner cruises are fun. Uh, Maui, obviously, is just beautiful. Um, stayed in Lahaina. And so it, it was just, it was an all-around just good time, chill time. We we have great breakfast every day. That's probably the best part of Hawaii is you wake up feeling great at 7 a.m., which is impossible in Oklahoma. I don't know if I'll ever wake up at 7 a.m. again after being this jet lag. So, <laughs> so basically, it, the breakfast at Kapalua is great. The breakfast, if you ever go to any island on Hawaii, you got to go to Duke's. Duke's breakfast restaurant is it um, traditional breakfast like sausage eggs biscuits gravy you can stuff get like anything, that but i had uh guy fieri's restaurant from dine-ins drivers and di- or dine-ins dives and diners diners yeah. Yeah. Something, Di- yeah yeah and, something like that and so it and that was called down the hatch and i i had this massive plate of chicken and waffles, and it was delicious. That does sound yeah. unbelievable. One thing I got to ask, I saw on social media, uh, I believe the missus was unhappy at the fact that there were no Chick-fil-A's in Maui. <laughs> What'd she say? I saw it on social media. <laughs> you, you posted it. You were, I, did I? Yeah. I, I, I think you were a little yeah. uh, uh, over-served. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she, she goes, 
man, I love it in Hawaii. I just couldn't live here. I go, why? And she goes, there's just no Chick-fil-A here. <laughs> <laughs> You're in absolute paradise, and it's like, well, no Chick-fil-A. we got to get back to Oklahoma. Yeah, speaking of Reagan, so she had the food poisoning the night before food the final round. The it is the worst. And Before um, the final round or the final day? Before the final round, well, both. It was the final day <laughs> of our trip, but oh, the okay. final round of the tournament. Okay. And so of the BMW instead BMW of being out you know, doing Hawaii stuff, we sat in the hotel room and uh, had to watch the golf. I can't uh, help but chuckle every time you say, you say Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Hawaii. It's, it's Hawaii Leonard. Anyways, so <laughs> so basically, uh, Reagan watched that final round uh, of the BMW with me, and it was, she said it was her favorite tournament she's ever watched. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was almost as unbelievable as Clubbies, which I'm sure you pulled a few back uh, <laughs> while you were in Hawaii. It's a more drinkable version of the Oklahoma staple, the club special. I don't actually know if they've made their way to Hawaii, but it's the official seltzer of slicing limes, not swings. Perfect for a hot day on or off the golf course, specifically formulated for golfers of every handicap. Makes shooting any score bearable, the freshest, smoothest, leanest, greenest, number one seltzer in golf. Sam Taylor and I talked about this Sunday after the tournament was over, but Patrick Cantlay, I mean, his putter... He's going to have to register that thing as a deadly weapon if he goes any more ballistic than he went this week at the BMW Championship. It was since the stats began being kept in 2004, it is the best putting week, strokes gained-wise, that has been recorded on the PGA Tour. Strokes gained putting plus just feet of made feet feet of putts made every single uh tournament that i ever played i kept feet of putts made and if you have a week or have a round where you make over 70 feet of putts like that's really good you, do you see what i'm saying like you're gaining yeah. strokes on the field he made like 70 feet of putts in the last three holes i mean and plus the playoff and then the the iron shot where he stuck it inside it to shambo i couldn't help but think of that gif of the dude from south park with the wheelbarrow i mean the dude had onions on that shot hold to put on, it inside on. to put it inside of uh bryson on on that uh, par three on the Hold second on. to last playoff. This, this show today is going to be all about your pronunciation of words. Say wheelbarrow for me again. Wheelbarrow. Oh, no. What's you say it like my wife says it. Wheelbarrow. Y'all both say wheelbarrow? It's what, wheelbarrow. What, what, what is, what are, is you saying, are you saying barrel like E-L? Yeah. Wheelbarrow. O-W. It's not Will Borrow. Will Borrow. Here, Kobe, I just sent you a link to the Hawaii thing. You're going to have to punch it up. That's what I was playing so loud earlier. Look, it's a wheelbarrow. It's uh, wheelbarrow. I didn't. I was today years old. <laughs> it's a barrel. A barrel is something that you put stuff in, and it has wheels. Yeah, that's what, what I you, thought. You put it in a barrel. Uh, where are we at? I'm sorry. I heard wheelbarrow, and my wife has always said wheelbarrow, and I give her grief about it. It must be a wheelbarrow. It must be an Oklahoma thing. Oh, no. Trust me. Y'all aren't the first ones I've ever heard say wheelbarrow. Every time I hear somebody say it, I'm just like... Hold on, Will Barrow or Will Barrow? <laughs> Cody and Burrow? Now, yeah. Cody Burrow, shout out to Man, T20 in the Oklahoma Open. What, uh, so anyway, what, I, I distracted you from your thoughts here. Continue. Hey, hey, here, here's a Will Barrow noun, a small one-wheeled, rarely two-wheeled cart with handles at one end for transporting small loads. So yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, so back to uh, Patrick Cantlay's onions. He was going off in that playoff and I absolutely loved this playoff it had everything that you could ever want it was good versus evil it was Bryson who obviously made the douchey comment to Patrick Cantlay about can you stop walking first of all on that deal I'll cover that real quick played a lot of competitive golf and number one if 
they're not carrying their own clubs out there. So how much noise could Patrick Cantlay have possibly been making just walking behind him? But, all right, so say he did distract Bryson DeChambeau. Normally, you just kind of back off, maybe give him a glance, or say, hey, could you please stop walking? Or just never call him by name. Don't call him out and say, hey, Patrick, stop walking. Or You know what I mean? It was the way he said it. And I loved all the memes of, and I took that personal. <laughs> and so I absolutely loved that from Patrick Cantlay. Patrick Cantlay is maybe, that was maybe the most clutch performance we saw all year. I think the only finish that rivals it is John Rahm at the U.S. Open. And, I mean, but he did it hole after hole after hole leading up to the playoff plus in the playoff. Didn't it weirdly have kind of a major vibe to it? It really did. Like the feeling of the energy around the playoff had a major vibe. If that would have been for a major championship, it would have been one of the best playoffs in the history of golf if a major would have been on the line. Well, and that playoff might have won Patrick Cantlay $15 million. I mean, it he can. starts at 10 under this week now. Bryson starts at 7. Yeah. Only guy in between them is Finau. It's, these are weighted so heavily. We look at John Rahm, who's had this unbelievable season. John Rahm starts at 6 under. He's 4 back now going into the week. Yeah, 4 and, back at Cantlay. But I couldn't help but think, I kept having this weird, weird feeling about the Ryder Cup during this playoff. I think the perfect four-ball team for the Ryder Cup for the U.S. is Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Cantlay. The games fit perfectly. The games fit so perfect. If they could just get along for one round, that would be a perfect four-ball team. Not alternate shot, but four-ball team. And and, and what what I see from it is it would just be perfect. Patrick Cantlay puts it in the fairway, puts it on greens. That's what Bryson needs for, you know, to let him just wheel and deal and hit bombs and, you know, try to go out and just make as many birdies as possible. I would love to see that. I think so, too. And I actually don't really think that there's a ton of disdain from these guys. I thought Azinger was overplaying it in the broadcast. I, I thought he kept saying, you know, these guys aren't really talking to each other down the stretch here. And Patrick Cantlay doesn't they talk regardless. Do? Well, but here's what I was going to say is Azinger made it sound like because Bryson asked Cantlay to stop walking that all of a sudden they weren't chatting it up going down the fairways. Bryson and Cantlay didn't say a word to each other for 18 holes and then for six more in the playoff. It wasn't because Bryson asked him to stop walking. They didn't talk to each other all day. Cantlay never talks to the guys that he plays with. He's very well known for that. Cantlay goes into his own world. He doesn't talk to his playing opponents. He doesn't really think about what's going on over there. And he just goes. And Cantlay was even asked about Bryson asking him to stop walking after the round. And Cantlay was just like, Oh, yeah, I guess I guess I got in his vision or something, and he wanted me to stop, so, like, it's no big deal. I don't really think that there's bad blood between Bryson and Patrick. I think that that was overplayed on the broadcast, and I think it's been a little overplayed on social media the last two, two days. I don't really think these guys dislike each other. I could be wrong, but I didn't get that vibe. You know, I'll say this. I had I had a friend back in college. He had actually graduated before when I was a freshman. He still hung out around the team. And he was infamous for, like, when you were at the top of your backswing and he was next to hit, he would start walking, like, before you would make contact. And so, like, you could see it out of the peripheral of your vision, him coming in. And it's like, after a couple times, like, dude, you have to, and I would say the F word, you have to <laughs> stop. You have, you have to quit. This is ridiculous. Quit. Keep your feet still until the other person moves. But the difference is, in that opinion, is that it would only happen on tee boxes, right? So it's like everyone's kind of standing behind or beside each other, and then you get into it. Where, and and well, you already had the rapport with him to be able to say it like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. And 
and, and and your friends at the end of the day, right? Yeah. It's like you're not going to throw fists over it. I don't know that they like each other like that. And, no, uh, like, and, I don't think they're kicking it on the weekends, but I don't think Bryson and Cantlay are going home and like, oh, God, I hate that guy. But here's my question, right? So it's it's not like Cantlay was standing right beside him and then started walking. He was at least on the other side or middle of the fairway. And it's like people in the gallery walk up all the time, no matter who you are, and there's so much chatter. What What is the difference between a fan doing it and a player doing it? Well, I'm, Bryson doesn't like either of them, apparently. Bryson's a crybaby. I mean, and what's up with Jay Monahan coming out and defending? Okay, so, so let's go we'll, out to we'll, this because we'll we are – no, let's just let's just dive into it right now because uh, I know for a fact that the three of us are in staunch disagreement about this. So fans who yell Brooksy at tournaments may now be shown the exit. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan said today at Eastlake that harassing or disruptive behavior – I'm reading this directly off channel.com – harassing or disruptive behavior and comments would no longer be tolerated at tournaments and could lead to expulsion from – events per the tour's updated fan conduct policy and then just a quick quote here from monahan he says by coming to a pga tour event you're expected to contribute to contribute to a welcoming and safe environment by refraining from and reporting any unsafe disruptive or harassing behavior comments or gestures that undermine the inclusive and welcoming nature of the game will not be tolerated nor will any harassment of players caddies volunteers officials staff or or other spectators. Some, how is sounds, yelling, like, sounds like something the AJGA would say. Well, how, <laughs> how is how is yelling Brooksy harassment if it's not during their swing? Colby I, I, said we disagreed. Are you the one that thinks that this is applicable and that this should be used? I think anyone who yells Brooksy from this point forward should be immediately escorted off the grounds. You are ridiculous. What, what if they're in the same group? Hold on, hold on. Why? Okay, so earlier this summer, we had this conversation. And what did I say when we had this conversation? I said, as long as it's all in good fun, I'm here for it. As long as it's all in good fun, I'm here for it. I no longer think it is all in good fun. I think it has reached the level of fans harassing an athlete, and I always take the athlete's side whenever I feel that way because fans far too often feel like they've paid for a ticket, they've gotten in the gate, and now they no longer have to treat anyone who's on the playing field, the court, whatever the case may be, as a human being. They can say whatever they want to them, they can do whatever they want to them, and I don't believe that's right. I no longer think it is in good fun, so I've changed my stance. Earlier this summer, I thought it was all good fun. I do think it has reached the level of harassment. Okay, well, here's where I disagree a little bit. I, I think disagree that golf, entirely. So. Okay, well, golf is not as popular as sports like basketball and football for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is there's no one to root against, and we finally have someone to root against. You should let people root against a guy in golf. It shouldn't be so taboo to root against somebody, and yelling Brooksy is not as bad as some of the things you could yell at a guy that you're rooting against. Here, here's my point. As okay. long as it's not during their swing. As long as you're not disrupting the tournament. Exactly. It's You're not doing it. Like, it doesn't matter what you yell. If you yell when someone's right over a putt or if, when they're in the top of their backswing, if you could say, I love you, Bryson. You're the best golfer ever. If you do it in their backswing, it doesn't matter yeah. what you say. Okay, so you had a problem with the way the fans were acting in the playoff. I have a problem with – if they're doing it in the backswing, yes. but Because he had to step off on the fourth playoff hole because well, he was yelled at. One guy yelled in, in Cantley's backswing on, a, on an approach shot too. So, Cantlay, I mean, th- this happened – They yelled happened, in Cantley's backswing. Th- 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 didn't didn't that guy yell get in the hole though? What's the difference? It doesn't what's matter. The difference? Okay, what I'm what's saying is the guy that yelled get in the hole on Cantley's backswing, I think he just like jumped the gun and accidentally yelled early. Yeah, but and that I think guy the should guy be who that's, was yelling that's the same thing that Brooks but, but I'm saying, doing. But I'm saying that the guy that yells get in the hole in the backswing should get kicked out way before a guy that yells 
Brooksy at Bryson walking down the fairway. 100% agree with that. I could not I'm, agree more with, I'm, with Until it gets out of hand and it has officially reached the point where it's out of hand, where fans... Is it, though? Is it, it out yeah, of hand or does Bryson... Hand. Hey, listen, listen. It's out of R- hand. Roger Malpey... Um, Thursday through Saturday said he did not hear any Brooksy comments. It only happened on Sunday. So, it is not an epidemic. No, and that plus, it, does anyone think it's a problem except for Bryson DeChambeau? If he didn't act like such a baby and a victim all the time, then he wouldn't. Then this wouldn't even be a story. I don't believe that it's not constantly getting yelled to Bryson. Uh, the story that I read from Kevin Vanderberg, I believe his name was, on ESPN, said that just during the playoff, while he was out walking with Bryson, he heard Brooksy yell dozens of times at Bryson. That's in a six-hole playoff. Heard it yelled uh-huh. dozens of times at Bryson. And again, it's no longer in good fun. And we've talked about mental health this year with athletes, and we give Wolf all this credit, very deserved credit for dealing with what he's dealing with. Bryson is dealing with something here. And these fans, it is not in good fun. They are trying to mentally break him as a person. And I don't think that that is right. I don't think that buying a ticket to a PGA Tour event gives you the right to treat a human being like they're an animal in a zoo just because they're an athlete. Calling someone Brooksy can treat them an animal? In in this case, it's crossing the line because it is affecting this person in such a way that it's going to mentally break him. How... Bryson has brought this on himself. He has continued the feud with Brooks on social media and everywhere. He hasn't tried to stop it. He, I think okay, that's the thing I, you're I, missing Initially, here. he did. Now he wants it to stop. Because he thought, when it started, I think he thought it was all going to be in good fun. And as the summer has progressed, I think he's realized that it's not. Was okay, it okay, in good so, fun when he whispered something under his breath to Brooks? What, it, what, during the interview when he walked by? Yes. I mean, we don't even know what he said. Okay, but my point is... We don't is, even know if he said anything to but, Brooks. But well, my point we, is we Brooks have an doesn't idea hate him for no reason. You can't say it on this show. But Brooks doesn't hate Bryson for no reason. I mean, they clearly dislike each other. I just okay. don't think fans should be able to treat athletes however they want. So where's the line? Where can you not root against somebody? You can root against somebody without harassing them. That's the difference. Okay. It's not okay. harassment, here, here, though. Here's my point. It clearly okay. is, or okay. the PGA Tour wouldn't be outlawed. So is okay. booing no. harassment in golf? Um, I mean... Nobody boos in golf. Nobody yes, gets they booed. do. At Waste Management, that's it. No, but what I'm saying is, that's what I'm saying is, that's how you're going to grow the game is be able to boo somebody or be able to root against somebody. Okay. So, here, so, here. so do y'all dislike Justin Thomas? Y'all must hate Justin Thomas. He did it one time, and he, he apologized for he it. He said he was wrong for that after the fact. And I, I, and I did out. hate Justin Thomas for two years. You know I did, Colby. Okay. You know enough. I did. Fair and enough. Here's my point. If that really is detrimental to Bryson's health, he needs to come out and say it. And if he came out and said, hey, listen, guys, look, I, I, I'm dealing with some mental stuff. I'm, I'm going up and down. And I it, the Brooks comments really get to me when I'm out there. Will fans please just stop yelling that if Brooks isn't around because I would like to focus on my game? I guarantee you it will almost stop instantly and, if he did and that. And here's the deal is when you can't compare Wolf and Bryson. Wolf went into, you know, he went back home and kept to himself Bryson is in the limelight at all times, and he brings it upon himself. He's You hear something about Bryson off the course every single week, whether it's the caddy or the long drive or the or the NFTs or the Brooksy or Bryson and Brooks thing. And Bryson. So basically what I'm saying is Bryson wants all this PIP or whatever uh, attention, 
But then when he's on the course, he can't handle it and acts like a little baby. He played in the match and couldn't even talk trash to those guys. I'll say this, Colby. I completely agree with the fact of athletes should not be able to be mentally harassed by fans. But if Bryson has, has like I said, he's built this rivalry by himself, and he has not come out and said that it's officially affecting his mental state. And you know what? If he does come out and say that, and people still yell Brooksy, I will come. I'll be the first one to come on and say that that Brooksy's the problem. The problem is, is that the PGA Tour is the one defending Bryson, not Bryson defending himself. Yeah, and I think so. I think that. That's kind of splitting hairs a little bit. Him coming out and saying it because we How? we know no, that's what no 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 no. That's, that's the most happening. important part, though. How do we know that's happening? I mean, it's obvious, is it not? How he he just shot twenty eight seven under par. It yeah, couldn't affect and, yeah. him too bad. And then he lost the playoff, and on the way out, a fan oh, yelled Brooksy si- at him. On the sixth hole, a fan. Uh, okay, uh, and the best playoff of all time. After you, you saw that the fan yelled Brooksy at him on his way out, right? And he turned around and yelled, "Get the bleep out of here!" And it could have gotten ugly. You saw that, right? If you just lost a yeah, six, because he's acting. That's my point is he acts like a baby when he loses. Colby, Colby. He can't handle that someone yells Brooksy at him because he's pissed off. That he, just he just came off a loss after having That's Brooksy my yelled point. at him. He just had Brooksy yelled at him for six hours. He loses. Somebody yells Brooksy so, at him again. So he only gets upset with Brooksy when he's playing like crap. No, when, he's, he's gotten upset with Brooksy all summer. That's not true. That's not true. That's he not shot what, 27 under and went into a six-hole playoff. He did not play like crap. No, I'm saying after in the playoff, week. in the playoff, first of all, he almost choked off the playoff when he hit it in the water, hit a great shot coming in. He did not lose that playoff, but he was still upset that he lost the playoff. He, he, and he might have. You're he telling missed a me, lot of putts. You're telling me if he walked off that green as a winner and someone yelled Brooksy, he would tell him to get the F out of there? I, I, mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think you question. should act like your emotions should be the same if you win and lose. Your emotions aren't the same if okay, you win and okay, lose. No, 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 no. Fans shouldn't. Here, here, here. Here's my point. Okay, if, if after the round, Bryson yells, get the F out to the guy that yelled Brooksy, if he had been hearing it all week, why did he wait till then to do it? Why didn't he do it Thursday or Friday? Because he probably didn't want it to be a blow-up because guess what? The last time he it's kicked somebody out for you. Yeah, exactly, because it's boiled over. As soon as this all started happening, there were rumors that Bryson's caddy had someone removed for yelling Brooksy. And everybody freaked out and made it this big deal. And so then Bryson was like, okay, let's not do that. But then it's escalated to this point where now Bryson can't even really focus on his golf because so many people are trying to get at him. What do you, what do, you do if they're paired together? What do you do if Bryson is one group of head of Brooks? What, how, how do you handle that? I mean, okay, if Bryson and Brooks are paired together and people are yelling Brooksy, then I think that we can logically conclude that they're talking to Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka was nowhere on... Uh, Brooks Kepka wasn't even in the state of Maryland when this was happening. What, what, if, what if this week in the Tour Championship, one of them is three groups ahead of the other one, and then they end up being the two that are tied? And they're not anywhere close, but they're Wait, close to the leader. Three groups ahead... Hold on. So, so you're let, saying Brooks is three groups ahead of Bryson? Let, let's say Brooks is three three groups ahead of Bryson. He goes out and shoots a really low number. Bryson's the only one who has a chance to win other than Brooks. Are people not allowed to yell Brooksy then? Wait, are you saying if they're in the same group? No, 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 no. Brooks, you're, I'm confused by your phrasing. Okay, you lay it out for me. Brooks is already finished and is in the lead. Bryson has to par the last hole to get into a playoff. Are you allowed to yell Brooksy then? I mean, at this point, I would say no because... That is freaking ridiculous. No, because... That is absurd. The the fans have earned this. 
The fans have earned this Bryson all has, summer. Bryson has no, earned Bryson this. No, Bryson is the one that's Bryson running has earned this. Fans have earned this. Bryson has earned this. But Bry- this being a crybaby punk, Bryson, that is how he's earned Bryson this. Bryson brought like this initial rivalry on himself, but what it's turned into is on the fans. No, it's turned into Bry- Bryson has realized that the fans are going against him now, that he is the villain. And Bryson is trying to do the whole LeBron victim thing. Like Bryson when, is not a he, victim here, Kobe. Come on, man. Like Come it's on, it's shit. like when Come LeBron disagree. it's like when LeBron went to the Heat and everyone loved LeBron before the Heat when he was at the Cavs and then he went to the Heat and he's all okay. of a sudden the villain and he can't handle it. That's how I feel well, like Bryson is right now. And Bryson bring brought it on himself and he can't handle it. Here, here's my question: Getting yelled some other player's name. Why? Why is that bad? In the context of this situation, it's bad because Bryson can't handle it. That's what I don't understand. It's like if if Kevin Durant's at a game, we yell Russell Westbrook. Are we are we going to get kicked out because we bring up a feud that they had? I also don't. I don't like comparing golf to other sports because golf is so unique in every way. Okay, but that's my point. Is I'm trying to grow the game, Colby. You can't keep putting on things like this. You're you're trying to to grow the game by taking the guy who's absolutely the best thing in golf right now and tearing him down to the point where he doesn't want to be out there? Colby. That's how you want to grow the game? No, by I, making sure he doesn't want to be there? No, I want to be able to root against him because he's clearly the you villain. You can root against him without harassing him. That's my whole point. It's, but, yeah, it's not... Just root okay, for Cantlay. Okay, just root for Cantlay. No, That's no, no, all no. I'm saying. Okay, but where's the line on what's harassment and what's not? Because I, mean, I feel like yelling Brooksy is a funny comment. Here's the that line. That is so far away from here, harassment. Here, here's the line. Funny. The line is wherever the person who's being harassed Says it is. No, that's that's complete BS. We don't get to draw the I, line. I can go out and say, oh, that fan walked when I was hitting. I'm offended. He should be kicked out. You know that's not the same thing. Yes, that's apples to oranges. No, no, no. It, it, does, it, 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 it hey, is true because a fan all, can intentionally walk hey, whenever you're hitting. Hey, it's no, like Cantley did. But this all comes down to the same type of deal when he got mad at Patrick Cantley. He's looking for things other than himself to blame. And he's looked at it for Patrick Cantley. He's looking at it at the fans for yelling Brooksy. He's looking at it for all these different reasons other than himself. And and he, when he when he told Patrick Cantley, even though Bryson was still in the lead, he was reeling at that time, and he knew that Patrick Cantley had all the momentum in the world when he asked Patrick Cantley to stop walking. And and he's looking for an excuse. I I completely agree. I'll say this. If Bryson was the one who came out and said exactly what I said earlier about his mental state and how it was affecting him, I'd be the first one to come on and criticize about the fans. He has said nothing. He, all he has done has been cocky through this whole experience. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So do you think, so Jay Monahan comes out earlier. So I figure Jay Monahan only does this for one of two reasons. Number one, Bryson called him and said, hey, man, I can't handle this. This is breaking me. I need it to stop. Or Monahan looks at what happened last week with Bryson and the fan getting into it after they walk off the green on number 18 and says, I don't want this to go any further and I need to shut it down. If it was the first one, if Bryson called Monahan and said, hey man, I can't handle this. Can you make it stop? Would that make you feel any differently? Uh, I believe that if I, I, either way, I think that Bryson should be the one to come out and say it if it's his problem. If he reached out to Jay Monahan to make a statement, he's a wussy with a P in front Do, of it. Let me, let me ask you this. <laughs> do, you, do you not think that he thinks that he might be viewed as even more weak or even more soft if he were to come out publicly and say this is breaking me? 100% not. I think it would be a lot closer to what Wolf's going through, in all honesty. Uh, See, I don't know. 
I don't know. Because you can't compare Bryson and Wolf. You I'm sorry. Stop I, I'm doing sorry. That. I'm not trying to do that. I know that. But I what, saying, what, I, I'm I, saying, I, what I'm saying is that I wasn't trying to compare the two. I was just alluding to the fact that I, athletes go through mental health issues. I, what, that's I, all I was trying to do. When I meant with the comparison, I meant as in the the public support. That's what I meant. As in the fact that people would be there to say, "Oh well, okay, he's actually dealing with some mental stuff." And it's similar to I always forget the name of the tennis player who didn't Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. Same thing. I Look, mean, people. That's are, men, that's that's different. That's mental. Illness. That's what, but that's what I'm that saying. I, that's I, what I'm saying, Sam, and I think that's what Colby's saying too. Bryson has to come out and say that he's dealing with some point, sort of mental illness. There's a point where some athletes, I think, get upset, like a Kevin Durant or Bry, um, Bryson DeChambeau, and they they say it's affecting their mental when they're really just letting it affect them. You know what I mean? Like it's not a mental illness. It's not bipolar, anything like that. It's they're letting it affect them and. I think that right now, Bryson, it's on him. He's looking for excuses, and he's letting this affect him. If he just laughed it off, this would have ended a long time ago, but he acted like a cocky you-know-what. So uh, Bryson opened the door for all of this to happen. If he wants to shut the door now, he needs to handle it better than getting a hold of the PJ Tour Commission and do a statement. That's uh, what I'll, I'll, that's what I'll end. I'll say this. I do think Bryson opened the door, but I don't think he realized what he was opening the door to. Well, I then, he, I, then he should suffer the, the consequences I, I, of that. I think he thought he was opening the door to something fun, and he's now realized that he opened the door to something miserable, and he doesn't know how to get that door back closed. And... I mean, he's he's really. We've seen him all summer. He's really he's really battling with it. Yeah. Well, it, it's like a business investment. Okay, you put in some money and you realize it's not going to work. So then, okay. what are you supposed to do? Oh, say I need my money back because it, I thought this was going to work and it didn't. Well, and Bryson deserves what's come to him at this point. Yeah, that and I kind of liken it to a boxing match where you're trying to promote it, and that's similar to what Brooks and Bryson were doing. You know, on Twitter trying to get fan. I think so too. Fan entertainment. I mean, well, you remember whenever we had Woody on, Woody said that they both deserve Oscars because he thought that they were acting for the pip. Well, they, I think they are, right? I, or I, think well, I, that, I don't think they are. Well, no, 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 no. No, I'm saying I'm not saying they're acting. I'm saying that they, but they definitely in the back of their mind were thinking this is going to help ratings. Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. so, but basically what my point is, is I liken it to a boxing match where they're trying to promote it and... At the, I know it's fighting, and I know it's completely different. But, like, imagine a boxer being, like, trying to promote the fight, saying all these things about Brooks, and, and, and Brooks is saying these things about Bryson. And then after the fact, that just that just really, you know, hurt my feelings. You know, they'd be laughed at. Yeah, but and, the culture of fighting and the culture of golf is are not comparable. Okay, but the culture of golf changed when they tried to do this and tried to promote it like a fight. Kobe, Kobe, you have to admit Bryson opened the door for all this to happen. I, I said that two minutes ago. So okay, you, okay, so, so why, you so, reap what you so, sow. So, so why, why, why does he instantly get to shut the door and not have any of these ramifications from it? Uh, okay, he has suffered the consequences. Oh yeah, what, one, one million dollar check. Yeah, boy, that's really tough. And shooting twenty seven under par. Okay, the money is irrelevant. Bryson is not happy in his life right now. He that's needs been to come very out. clear over the last three months. He he seems happy. He's playing the long drive championship. He hasn't said anything negative about his mental state. He does not seem happy. I, I can't go off what Bryson he's saying. Bryson DeChambeau does not seem happy. I, and, and to say that because he's been making uh, Col- money Col- this Col- summer. Colby, Col- no, Col- you seem rude right now, but that doesn't mean you're a jackass. I mean, I, mean, I, I, just, I, I just don't think that Bryson should have to endure this forever. Just, just because he wanted it's to have a little three fun. Months. <laughs> right, but, but again, at what point does it stop? If, if in, they in don't three stop years? It, at what point does it stop? If they win a Ryder Cup together, it'll stop. 
I mean, it'll stop this week at Eastlake because the tour's putting a stop to yeah, it. I, I, I honestly don't think that'll matter. I think people will still do it. Do you, I, do you it, think they'll get thrown it, out? It might even get worse. I, uh, I think it'll get worse. I truly do. I don't think it will. It's the classic, hey, you, you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it. It depends. Be, be, because Bryson didn't come out and say it. It was Jay Monahan. If Bryson had come out and said it, I think that people would actually it, slow down doing it. it I really do. On the, it depends on the crowd, too. You might not get as much of that you know, at Eastlake as you would at you know, a New York tournament where they're a little more boisterous. You, know? you might be right. You I, might be right. I don't know. I it, just I just think that, like, if the PGA Tour is very clearly laying down, okay, you want to do this, this is the consequence, I don't think people will do it because, A, you pay money to get in those tournaments. B, you want to be there. You want to watch the tournaments. You want to watch the best players in the world. I don't think that people are going to risk getting thrown out. And I do think that anyone who read that Kevin Vanderberg story on ESPN can pretty much do 2 plus 2 equals 4 and realize that this has gone a little too but far. But here's the, another thing is the the people, most of the guys that are yelling Brooksy aren't reading that story. And, like, and, they're not big. Oh, no, you're probably and, and, They're and, and, probably and, and, not big you're probably golf right. fans. They're you're big barstool right. guys. You're probably and here, right. And here's what should happen. Switch Brooksy to Cantley. And then what happens? Cantley just beat him in a playoff, and they can just keep saying it for three years. Is that going to turn into harassment? Yeah, but I mean, Cantley took but the high road. Like a rivalry. Even though Bro- yeah, no, but it's not a rivalry because... Cantlay took the high road but it's still after, the after premise, the fact. Though. It would have been a rivalry because Bryson started by being an absolute douche to Cantlay on the course, right? And so Cantlay could have came out after and been like, like, yeah, I took that personally. And, but he didn't. He said, you know, I didn't really think anything of it. Whatever, I won. Go on with my life. I, I, I guess here's my point to this. This is not going to be the last time Bryson has some sort of feud with someone in golf. He's so, just, so, so you just switch the name Brooksy to someone he else. He constantly rubs people the wrong way, whether – you like or whether you are a fan of DeChambeau or not, I think we would all agree that he has a personality that really rubs people the wrong yes, way. Yes, and, and I'm not arguing that Bryson is perfect. I'm not offering I'm not arguing that Bryson is blameless in all of this. I just think that the fans have very much, you know, sports fans as a whole get into this like packed mentality and this tribal mentality. And I feel like golf fans have got this packed mentality where now the cool thing to do is to just try to make Bryson DeChambeau as miserable as possible every single day and I just so, think it's gone too far yeah okay and like like we saw we had some problems with it in the NBA this year the line has to be drawn somewhere you can't throw things at players you can't touch players you can't yell personal things about players I don't think that in this situation it's personal and I think that that's where we mainly disagree okay. and, I, I, and I do think it's personal. and I think the biggest thing when we try to compare sports to other sports is that I mean, if someone's lining up to shoot a free throw in basketball, what does everyone in the crowd do? Ah, you know, yeah, you don't yell when someone's okay, over a putt I'm, about to hit. I, I understand that, but I'm but Sam, I'm, just, I'm on your side here. No, 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 no. But I, I want people to know that I'm not wanting people to yell in people's backswings. Or I, I'm just saying as they're walking down the fairway, hey, Brooksy or whatever. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Okay. But that's where we disagree, I think. No, I mean, but. I think that that was a good conversation, and I'm sure that there are people listening on both sides of this. I, I fully understand I'm in the minority. If, I, knew, I knew before we started this conversation that y'all were both going to disagree. <laughs> I knew I was going to be in the minority. I'm sure I'll get tweets. I know I'm in the minority, but I just, I think it's crossed the line, and it's just, let's just put a stop to it and get back to golf. And real quick, while we're on this subject, ironically, Steve Stricker made Brooks and Bryson have that truce. 
yes. for, the, for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. And so now, did he talk to him? Did he talk to him separately or together? I'm pretty sure he talked to him separately. Separately, right? yes. Yeah. And so basically, he was like, "None of this BS." Shut it down. Leading up to it, shut yeah. it down for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. He goes, "I don't give a crap what basically what y'all do, but and up until the Ryder Cup and through the Ryder Cup, you're not not on my team." Because the U.S. can't be no. throwing another Ryder Cup away because they can't get along with no. each other. Not at home. I mean, it would for two decades we've been throwing Ryder Cups away. The U.S. has to stop throwing Ryder Cups away. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? Come back on the other side. I still want to talk about the Corn Ferry Tour Finals coming up. We got uh, Josh Creel going yes, for his PGA yes, Tour card. We got the Solheim Cup. We can make Solheim Cup predictions. And then full Eastlake preview. Only 30 players in the field, so it's not like we have a whole ton to get into. We know the golf course. We know the players. We'll give you the full breakdown. And speaking of Patrick. Speaking of Patrick, we're drafting Patrick's. I almost forgot. We're drafting Patrick's <laughs> on the other side. Tons more coming up. Stay with us here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. Welcome back. Rolling along here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole on Instagram, 73rd hole. Let us know. What do you think about what's happening with Bryson right now, with the tour, with everything? Let us know at the 73rd hole on Twitter, 73rd hole on Instagram. Fellas, the uh, FedEx Cup finale is this week, as are the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. And yes, there's a lot on the line at Eastlake. $15 million to the winner, $5 million to second, so on and so forth down the line. There's also a lot on the line at the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. We've got a couple of local guys, Josh Creel, who we had on a few weeks ago and was just fantastic. He's currently in 18th. 25 additional tour cards will be awarded to the top 25 in the standings who did not already earn their tour cards. Also, Bo Van Pelt comes in at 32nd in the playoffs. Former Oklahoma State Cowboy, Tulsa native. He also has a chance to earn his card and work his way back onto the PGA Tour card, uh, onto the PGA Tour, pardon me, rooting very strongly for both these guys to lock up their cards and join the other local guys, Taylor more and Max McGreevy, who will be making their way to the PGA Tour. So, Colby, on that leaderboard, does it say who's in the top 25 already, who already has their card that's ahead of Creel? I, I have a list here that says uh, KFT finals excluding the top 25. Okay. So, oh, you top have 25 okay. from so here. So, what, what place is Creel, Creel in, is in that in list? is in 18th currently. 18th on that I know, list. But- so, that so, so is, that's for guys that don't already have their card. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, that, so it, it's the, it, what it is is the, the people who are in the top 25, they already have a card. They're just uh, buying for more No, status. I know, but, but, and now the, but I thought you said he was 18th in the tournament. Well, so is no been, one in the top 25 in the top 18? So I 
No, I think that, uh, so I'm reading this on Golf Oklahoma, and I think that what they did is kind of looked at the same thing, because I think that they have it set up, Okay, and they yeah. just exclude the guys who already have their cards, because that would make it incredibly yeah. confusing, Yeah, because the guys get, who already have their cards were on well, the Well, what they need to do is just have a leaderboard and put the little gold 25 if they're already in, yeah. and you could just kind of count. But. Yeah. Yeah. And and this this makes it, even my boy Alfred Barnett's in there at 22nd. Peter so, Uline's in there at 16th. Okay. Peter Uline, uh, Bazayden Hoot's in at 15th, which he's a top hunter player in the world. It's kind of like a uh, Will Zalator. Of, speaking of Peter Uline and Patrick Cantlay, just a quick aside real quick. I, I watched Patrick Cantlay for the first time at uh, at Karsten Creek back when they had the NCAAs we there, there. And he played with Peter Uline. Yeah, and Bud, we, and we Bud, were there that day. And Bud Colley, too. Yeah, that's Alabama. right. Bud Colley, yeah. That was the threesome. And I guarantee you, I watched all three of them play. I would have... Bet all I would have bet Uline and Collie would have been better players than Cantlay. I don't Ten know. Years later. I, I remember I the not... shot that Cantlay hit on number eleven that was just an absolute rope right at the pin. I'll be honest with you but boys, it was ten years ago. Yeah. I don't remember a ton about it. Yeah. I don't remember a ton ton and about it. I, I remember think... we got lost on the way there. I took a wrong exit. We got lost, <laughs> we got lost making our way to Carson. I remember Peter Uline tossed Taylor his golf ball. Yeah, I still have that the, somewhere. They started on 10, so they finished on 9. And whenever he came off, Uline just looked over and tossed the golf ball over. And Taylor was like, oh, golf ball. I guess pro, you can pro, do pro that won. when your dad's head of Titleist. Right. Yeah. 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 Normally, I, I wouldn't give away my balls I in, say, in, in college. Oh, I needed those. All yeah. the free balls I could yeah. get. How about this? I've got a buddy who graduated same year as Taylor and I graduated in 2011 from high school. Still plays with his Guthrie Blue Jays balls. He's, he's played <laughs> That's so, impressive. Number one, he's played so little golf okay. since high school. He hasn't lost very many. <laughs> number two, uh, they didn't have that many good golfers on the team and their coach wouldn't give any golf balls to guys that couldn't break like 80 or something. So he get, pretty much gave them all to him. <laughs> So That's he awesome. Had, he just had like a hundred Guthrie Blue Jays balls when he graduated. Yeah, I, I did the same thing when Tulsa discontinued the program. We all divvied out all the balls that were nice. left. Yeah, it was nice. How many golf balls did you wind up with? I don't know. I still have dozens. Nice. But uh, retro but, throwback, no doubt. Hopefully, uh, some guys get to start hitting some uh, Tulsa golf balls again. But uh, we will talk about that in the future when that actually comes to fruition. Once all the but decisions I'm, are made. But I'm hearing well, some things yeah. through the grapevine up there, too. Yeah. So. yeah, through the grapevine, Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, I'm still stuck on wheelbarrow. I can't believe so many <laughs> people think wheelbarrow is wheelbarrow. Well, see, it's got to be an Oklahoma thing. Well, see, the thing is, I go here and I punch in barrel, like we've been pronouncing it, barrel. And it looks just, it's a thing that you put stuff in. A and wheel? It, and then it has a wheel on it. Oh, I don't it's know a why. Wheel a wheel barrel looks like you cut a barrel in half and put a wheel on the bottom. Here, here's my thing. I don't know why it's called a wheelbarrow. I, it makes no sense, but I feel like I know a lot of people who don't know that it's called a wheelbarrow. And you know why? It's because it's British. A burrow is British. It's a two-wheel well, hand cart used specifically by street go. vendors. Well, there it's there a go. luggage trolley. A luggage so, trolley. So that's why we don't understand. It's British. <laughs> so shame on you, Paul Casey. Yeah. yeah. So back. Wheelbarrow. I'm so, sticking with wheelbarrow. So back to Josh Creel real quick. So how many rounds are left in this Corn Ferry final? It's exactly four. Josh Creel, if you're listening, it's let it's us know. Like is it wheelbarrow like. or wheelbarrow? It's, we just need like it's, just, it's just a four-round tournament. Well, no. It's this just, is, so yeah. the, the Corn Ferry Tour finals is a three- it's a three-event playoff system, okay. like the FedEx Cup playoffs. That's right. Yeah, that's and what I thought. For the playoffs, the top twenty-five that didn't already have cards get cards. It's kind of like so is... after the first two events, Creel's in eighteenth. Okay. The last events this week. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So 
And, and Bo Van Pelt's in 32nd. Uline's in 16th. So some local guys with some chances to earn some cards. You can kind of look at it as a 12-round qualifying school yeah. with some different intermediary points in between there. Yeah, right. absolutely. So uh, Solheim Cup this week. The R- real quick, do those guys get paid for these tournaments as well? Uh, like purses, like yeah. prize money. When yeah, they make prize cut. money. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. for sure. Just, just like so, so uh, that, that part's different from Q school. Yeah. Yes, which is great because Q school is remarkably expensive and remarkably risky. Because there's a good chance you're getting nothing in. By return. the way, I saw um, my good buddy Austin Ross, who was in my wedding. His girlfriend uh, plays played golf at OU, and then it was playing in the uh, LPGA Q school. And that, I mean, it's twenty five hundred to enter. And some of these girls, like, I, I have no idea why you would pay 2500 Like, mm. there was 400 girls, and, and some of these scores were just not even close. And so, like... Like 90s? Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Like, and, and so I was like, wow. Like, it, it's just kind of an eye-opener. It's a lot of money if you don't really think you you can make it. Yeah. It, it's yeah. just an... Well, that, but it's just an eye-opener on how many good players there actually are that are still trying to make it men and women. Yeah, 100% on both sides. I mean, there's if you make it, it's good. There's a lot of money in it. There, I mean, it's good, but it's a grind for most people who are trying to make it in professional golf. Uh, a lot of the women who've already made it will be p- playing in the Solheim Cup yep. this week. It's at Inverness. Team Europe is defending. Team Europe defeated Team USA 14.5 to 13.5 at Glen Eagles in Scotland in 2019. U.S. is a two, uh, minus 200 favorite. So, 1-2 to two favorite for the U.S. this week. Nelly Korda obviously in the field. Anna Norquist just coming off the region, recent major champion uh, in the list. Cordes, Danielle Kang's there. Um, Leona McGuire is there for the Europeans. Uh, Mel Reed from England is there. I wonder if she'll use a push cart or a push barrow being that she's from England. <laughs> I'm push, like, I, I, should we start calling push carts push barrows? You know what I'm going to start calling it? A luggage trolley. A That's luggage trolley. It's a luggage trolley. trolley. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 100%. Uh, anybody picking Europe? Or I mean, I'm going America. It's on home soil. They're the favorites. USA, They've got Nelly. USA. They have USA. Nelly, right? They have Nelly. Okay, I'm going in USA. N- Nelly has not gotten injured. Nelly is not in the protocol. Nelly yeah. will be there at Inverness this I, week. How about this? For the Solheim Cup points were, uh, for the United States, Nelly Korda has 606 points. Next best, Daniel Kang at 495. God. Next below that, uh, Ali Young at uh, 314. Wow. So there's, I mean, as big of a gap as there is between Nelly and Kang, is there an even bigger gap between Kang and, and third? Uh, One, yep. Yep, that's there is. wild. Yeah, one, one eighty. That is something. wild. Yep. And boys, we can't mention Inverness without mentioning the great Bob Tway. I mean, that's where oh. he holled out of the bunker to win the PGA Championship. Shout out Bob Tway, man! What a shot that was! What a heck of a shot. shot. I'm Greg Norman of all people. Shockingly, the only major championship ever won by an Oklahoma State golfer. That is nuts. I mean, that's got to that change at some point in the next. Hoblin you know. will change that. Well, I, I know. I, I think so, too. I, but. Don't, I don't think you were on with this, Sam, when we had uh, Scott Toy on, because I asked him about that, too. Bob Toy, I believe, was the last player to win PGA Player of the Year and not be on a Ryder Cup team. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and he has the biggest flex of all time. He, I mean, he doesn't live there anymore, but he built in his old house the replica of the bunker shot green. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's phenomenal. Last green. The one, the one by 15? On the east? Yes. That one? Yep. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Major flex. Uh, that is. Time for a little DraftKings action, boys? 
Yeah. Well, DraftKings action. No, you weren't in last week because you were in Hawaii, right? I'm not in this week or either. You <laughs> so you're going to try to get your lineup fixed this week, but you don't know if you'll be able to. I got to call customer support. I wasn't <laughs> trying to break the law. Tyler, why don't you go first? Sam, you can go second, and I'll go last because that is what position I finished last week in DraftKings. Uh, it, it did not go well. That's, that's pretty much all we need to say. Tyler, get us started. Well, I was, and where did my lineup go? I had it here, and I lost it. I had my stat, and I lost it. I had my stat, and I lost it. Where is it? I have no upcoming. What in the world? Here, one of y'all start because somehow I lost my Okay, I'll start. We'll just go in reverse order that we thought we were going to go in. Uh, I think it's pretty simple where to start this week. It's got to be $5,000, the cheapest option on the board. A guy who's playing incredibly well, Eric Van Royen, was 139th in the FedEx Cup standings in June. Eric Van Royen made the top 30, qualified for Eastlake, back-to-back top fives at the Northern Trust and the BMW Championship to get in, and he's still the cheapest guy in the field at 5000 The prices are totally whacked out of their minds this week yeah. because it's the Tour Championship with only 30 guys in the field. So I'm going to go with back-to-back top fives. He's on a heater. Let's keep it rolling, Eric Van Royen. This will be everyone's best lineup of the year by far. Oh, there it uh, is. But I, I agree that that's good value, but I think the best value – in this tournament is none other than Patrick Reed oh. at 5,700. You're not worried about the ankle or the double pneumonia? Nope, I don't care. I think that he needs to win this tournament, or, I mean, not win, obviously, but play well in this tournament to make the Ryder Cup team, and I think that's going to motivate him. I think he might need to win to make the Ryder Cup team. I, yeah. I think Reed... Well, it, how do you consider, like, if he won of, if everyone just started at even par? Oh, that's a good that? question. I don't know. I Let's put it this way. I don't think there's a scenario where Reed makes the Ryder Cup team. If it were me and I were just choosing, depending on how he plays this week, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit after DraftKings because I, I, I'm choosing, uh, obviously, Finau's a lock, and then I'm taking Berger and Reed. Okay. Over yeah. Scotty, Burns, and Simpson. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. miles out on Reed, but I have been pretty much all summer. So yeah. Like, yeah, that's we'll not, look into that's that. not new. We'll look at that in just a little bit. And no, I'm not copying your pick, Colby. I had him the whole time. 5,000 bottom of the barrel. You, you try to find the best you can. Van Royen, uh, back-to-back top sevens. I mean, really, how do you go against that? I mean, everyone's starting down there. Eating part. And I got I got some beef with this point system. I mean, the guy who finishes in six can start at four under, and the guy that finishes 30th starts at even. That just doesn't seem like... I mean, four shots, that's a shot around. I mean, come on, that's not near enough to make it even but my next most expensive another guy who's playing well and you mentioned it sam we're getting peaking for Ryder cup that's my man sergio garcia finished six last week and let me make sure i get my stat here he has played east lake extremely well i want to make sure that i get everything in order here so sergio over the course of 32 rounds here gentlemen he's gained 2.23 strokes total throughout so he definitely loves this course very 5400 i think it's great value for sergio and he's peaking right around Ryder cup time which is something that all of us Americans just love to see. Yep. All right. Well, then I'm going to stick in the 5,000s. Daniel Berger, 5,800. I love Daniel Berger's game at Eastlake. I think it sets up perfect for a guy like him. Uh, he likes the Bermuda. Um, I I just love Daniel Berger this week, and he's in the 5,000s. I mean, obvious, obvious choice. The prices this week are so, so weird. And, Taylor, I legitimately hope that we don't have the same lineup we should top note, to bottom. We I really, I really that, hope we don't. Yeah, we, we should note that uh, on this DraftKings, it, it goes based off the actual – finishing scores it doesn't go yes. based off everyone starting at even par correct no it goes so when, when we start on thursday it basically if you pit patrick can't lay in your starting lineup you will start the tournament with the first place points in your DraftKings but lineup. you will also use 
like I could use two Daniel Burgers and not even reach uh, Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, the right? prices are whacked. We'll we'll get to the highest price yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end. My second most cheap option. It's another guy who's been hot in the playoffs, right? The hot hand is Sergio. Uh, I imagine we'll start to have some deviation at this point in our lineups, Taylor, but I've got Sergio. Actually, I don't know if we will. There's only 30 guys in the field, and we've already taken the same two cheap options. So um, my next most expensive option, going all the way up to 7,800, big game hunter, FedEx Cup Championship, Tour Finals, Eastlake. Give me Brooks Kepka at 7,800. I like that. I think he could have a good week. I like that pick. I think Brooks could play well this week. Uh, I am skipping the 6,000s and the 7,000s, oh. and I'm going all the way up to 8,000, a guy that Data Golf loves this week, a guy that this podcast loves, and, you know, 22 of 24 cuts, eight top tens, Victor Hovland at yeah. 8,000. I think that's really good value if you are looking for a guy that's not way up there, like Cantlay, what, 13,400, like you said? Something like that, yeah. yeah like I, I had to choose between Kepka and Hovland, and I just narrowly decided Kepka because uh, it's a big event. I, and I chose yeah. Hovland. Yep. And, and just because I think that his game really fits Eastlake, but so does Brooks's. I mean, it, it's... I mean, they're both good off the tee. Justin Ray had this stat yesterday on Twitter. Since 2010, Tour Championship winners have averaged more strokes gained off the tee per round than strokes gained approach. By the way, the winners have averaged .69 strokes gained off the tee per round, which is nice. Three of the last five winners at Eastlake led the field that week in strokes gained off the tee. None of the last six winners were in the top five that week in strokes gained approach. That is is a very interesting stat. It makes that golf course very unique. Yeah, it, in that does, way. it really does. Yeah, talk about Bomber's Paradise, right, Sam? So, uh, <laughs> well, well, I'm going to go down to my next. So, we definitely don't have any overlap so yet, Colby, because I'm going, I'm still saying cheap at 6,600. Give me a guy, Jason Kokrak. Talk about oh. Bomber, Bomber Golf Course. Uh, played here in 2019. He gained 2.31 strokes on the field. So, I, I really like what Kokrak brings to the field. And let me check and see. Is that, he finished 15th last week. A little better form. Didn't play very well the week before. But I think this is a course that suits Coach Kokrak's game, and for sub that uh, seven thousand value, I think it's pretty good. And then I guess I gotta give one more, don't I? So then now I gotta find figure out who's my next because I got a lot of expensive guys here. All right, so my next, I'm skipping the seven and eight thousands entirely. Give me your boy Colby. I had him last week because you were two weeks early on him. <laughs> give me Rory McIlroy, ninety three hundred. Yep. Twenty eight rounds here, guys, gaining two point nine one strokes on the field. Yep. I, I'm, I, I, I know that he's come out and said that he's tired, but at the same time, finished fourth last week, been playing really well. Really, I'm looking on here, but going back to even the Olympics, the only time he really played bad is when Colby had him in every lineup possible, and so that's why he failed. So, But that's why I, I like Rory, and I, I would be surprised if Rory's not up there, maybe even continuing to win. Yeah, I, I'm going with a guy similar to Rory that's kind of being slept on a little bit. Colin Morikawa, 8,300. I think, you know... It, his game suits every course, but especially a course like Eastlake where you have to be a great ball striker. I, I love Colin Morikawa this week. Well, I what mean, do you think about the last two weeks? I haven't been playing very well. Missed a cut and then finished almost DFL last week. Yeah, I, I know you've been in Hawaii. Maybe you've been a little bit unplugged. Yeah. There have been some rumors about a back issue that he might be really? dealing with. Okay, I heard it was well, rib. I didn't. There's rib. There's been, there's been maybe some. Maybe it's probably back. They okay. haven't said anything, but there's just rumors that maybe he's not at 100% health. Okay, well, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. You want to take him out and plug somebody else in? Or no, you can I'll leave keep, him. I'll keep him okay. in there. Uh, and then uh, I wasn't, I was aware of that he hadn't played well the last couple of weeks. I like his game, but I, I wasn't aware of the uh, back injury. All but, the injury stuff's just rumors at this point. And, and then I will go up to uh, a guy that I haven't chosen on DraftKings at all this year. Um, you know, I, I kind of like his game, you know, but I, I haven't picked him yet. And it, his name is Cam Smith. 
Then. <laughs> Cam Smith at by 10, the way, you literally just by, by go in every week and hit Cam Smith <laughs> yes, and then build her yes. Cam, Cam Absolutely. Smith, Cam Smith, one of two guys on the PGA Tour in the last two weeks to shoot 60 in a PGA Tour event and not win that week. Yeah. How about that stuff? How about that? That, that is insane. Uh, Cam Smith, though, 19 to 22 cuts, eight top tens, 10,100. He's one of your best value picks of DraftKings this week. I mean, uh, there's so many guys that are so expensive this week that I think maybe coming down a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think that those extra strokes that those guys at the top have are that, that much, you know, more important than, uh, or, or, or aren't that much more valuable as having like a guy at 10,100 and I wouldn't go all the way up into the 13s. Do you right. see what I'm saying? Yep. I see what you're so. saying. Uh, for me, I think that uh, Taylor, you skipped the eight thousands. I think you skipped somebody you needed to throw in there. My man, Xander Shoffley, Xander Shoffley. I'll get, played, to, I'll get to him. He's played it four times in this event at East Lake in those 16 rounds. He's broken bar 14 times. The other two times, broken he shot, what? he's broken par oh, 14 par. times. He never posted an over par round. So the other two times he shot even, he's 49 under in those 16 rounds, scoring average of 67.38. He annihilates Eastlake. Uh, as a matter of fact, last year he got official world golf ranking points for winning this event because he had the low 72-hole score, which is a disaster, such a flaw in the system. Uh, and then my next pick, this should not be a spoiler alert if you listened last week, because last week I said at Eastlake, I will have Rory McIlroy in my DraftKings. So, Taylor, we now have three of the same players so far, and i highly anticipating us having a fourth. Well, and then I, my most expensive option and the best value of the guys that are at the top is Tony Finau at 11800 uh, I wouldn't go all the way up to the top uh, for the guys like Cantlay. And, um, you know, even DraftKings, I think, has Justin Thomas uh, ahead of Tony Finau for some reason, right? And, and so... Um, you know, I, I just love Finau. I mean, 20 of 25 cuts, nine top tens, 11,800. He's still expensive, but of the guys at the top, he's the least expensive of those guys. I mean, what was the stat you mentioned, Colby? I mean, we got it's Balmer's Paradise. So I'm looking at Balmer's, and I'm looking at my next uh, second cheapest value, which how I can get this guy's my second cheapest. I have no idea. That's Justin Johnson, 10,700. I mean, I'm, I'm looking here, and I see course history, and in 44 rounds here, gentlemen, gaining 1.45 strokes, which isn't as high as some of the other guys I mentioned, but he has a l much larger sample size to go off of. So we'll have a few bad rounds in between there. But one here last year, obviously, when he was on top form, and I think that he's he's going to make a run, played pretty well last week. Let me see. He finished. He ended up finishing at six. I thought I thought he was around 10th or so. So, yeah, he ended up back during a, a sixth-place finish. So, I mean, yeah, DJ's playing good. And then my next one, I think he's the winner of the FedEx Cup, boys. And I have no reason not to pick him. Been playing the best in the world, even though last week we were, we were caught off by the playoff. It's John Rahm. I mean, he, he played his last yeah. tw 20 holes of the tournament, 21 holes, whatever you want to call it. Not his best. But I just think that he is overall the best player in the world right now, not even really close. And him only starting three shots back at Cantlay is... Uh, four, oh, four, 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 sorry. Yeah. Okay, you could make it eight. I don't care. <laughs> he, he's starting four back of Cantlay. Doesn't bother me one bit. Eastlake, by the way, is just an awesome course. Scott Verplank calls it his favorite course of really? all time. Other than, you know, the courses over, he loves Scotland, but... 
of the courses in the U.S., he loves Eastlake. I mean, the 2019 Tour Championship will forever, 2018 Tour Championship will forever be yeah. one of my most cherished golf memories, watching the fans in Golf Tiger as he comes out oh. for win number 80. It's it, just, it gives me chills every single time. And Yeah, I mean, it's the site yeah. of one of the most historic days in PGA Tour history. I do, I do have a take on that after you uh, give your last hey, DraftKings. Real, okay. real quick, uh, I want uh, before Colby gives his last DraftKings, I want you to look up what the probabilities are of winning the FedEx Cup now. Oh, I got it right here. You have it right there? Well, when I say right here, I have to click okay. a few buttons. <laughs> Give your last. Okay, so, so my last pick, uh, Taylor, I said I thought we would have one more overlap, and we do. I, John Rahm was the first name I penciled into my lineup. Me too. And then I pretty much worked around it from there. So the four that we have the same are Rahm, McElroy, Sergio, and Van Royen. And then the two that will differentiate our lineups, I've got Xander and Kepka. And then who were your other two that we have different? Uh, DJ and Kokrak. Okay, so basically we're doing I, Xander and, and Kepka versus you'll, DJ you'll and You'll find Kokrak. out later in the show, I hope you beat me. Oh, because the one and done, I'm assuming. Because obviously that holds a lot more weight for you than our little $3 okay, draft. Okay, so that's your week. last pick. So, oh, you wanted the, Sam, you wanted the probability to win. So I got it right here. The top, top five guys have a chance to win. Cantlay's first because he's starting off. He's at a 24, essentially 25% chance. So one out of four, he'll win. Rom's second best at a little over 22%. Third is DeChambeau at, at roughly 11%. Then you got uh, your pick, Finau, at 9%. Then you drop all the way down to Cam, your boy Cam Smith, Sam, who is at 3.5%. Whoa. So it's pretty drastic drop and after off. that, what does it B- do? Big drop three. from 2 to 3 and a big drop from 4 yeah. to 5. And everyone after that's 3.3, 2. 2.6, yeah. 2.52. You get down into the point fives. Then you get people down here like Van Roy and Horschel Reed all have less than 0.1% chance of having right. it. So literally they, guys, they have to win and have people not play good. Do you think guys should have to start over par in this? Or do you think that they have too many guys at even par? Because I, I think they might have too many guys. I think they par. need to go back to what they did in 2018 just with a little revamp system because it's ridiculous that this one tournament decides who wins $15 million. Yeah, I think Taylor and I talked about this last week. We both actually liked having two champions that week better. So one guy wins the Tour Championship and one guy wins the FedEx Cup. But I also understand FedEx is like, hey, we're paying $30 million out in this tournament. We don't want somebody holding up a trophy at the end of the day that doesn't have our uh, name on it. I don't know. Here's I, where I, I understand it from the sponsor standpoint, but I, I preferred the old system. Here's where I pushed back a little bit. I liked what you said, first of all, about the FedEx Cup. About You guys were talking about Patrick Reed. I, I think it's a year-long deal you right, know, as right. far as he, who cares if he didn't play in the first couple like, of It's tough, and it sucks for a guy like but, KH Lee. But, and then I'll know. push back on both of you and say, I like it a little more simplified like you do? this. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's hard enough to get in the tournament. And so, why not just make this the national championship, basically, and, you know, you play it out, but they still get a little bit of an advantage. How about this? Because the, I, I, I'll i say the advantage that they get is, is just not right. And, you know, I look back on Reed, and, and I will say this. He has had some other higher finishes. He finished eighth at the Masters. He finished fifth at the Memorial finish, which should have been sixth because of, of Ron, but nevertheless, 17th at the PJ. So, he had a little bit better season than I anticipated. And also, looking back on this, guys, he finished – uh, 10th at the Masters last year and then finished 14th and 3rd at the turn. Oh, no, that was in uh, the 3rd was in Europe, but nevertheless, being and at the U.S. Open, he finished 13th. So he, he's had a good year, it just stretched all the way back. I just I have a problem with the fact of if we want to put the emphasis on the last tournament being where it's a national championship, then the weeks leading up to that should count more than what happened back in October and November. So, one thing that I would say on that, I think if we want to do the system where you start guys at different scores, right? Just to simplify it for the week. 
So the only problem that I have with it is, let's say Patrick Cantlay just has a horrible week, or maybe he tweaks his back or something, and he goes out and he shoots like 74, 71, 73, 73. And now Patrick Cantlay goes from having this unbelievable season to finishing 28th in the final event of the year. And now instead of getting millions of dollars, he gets 415000 is what 28th gets this week. What if Cantlay starts at 30 under? or 29 under, whatever, whoever's in 30th starts to even, we just go one shot down all the way because that, I mean, that awards you for what you've done all season. The guy who finished 30th now cannot win the FedEx Cup. The guy who finished first now pretty much cannot finish 30th. I mean, that makes essentially Cantlay's floor would be what? Probably 12th or something like that. And it makes whoever was 30th all season long, it makes that guy's ceiling probably 18th or something like that. I see what you're saying. And... This just came to my mind. Why not just add one more tournament in between, okay, and then just have Football. a five-person tournament at cut the Cut the end. field down again? Cut cut it down to five people and have, like, a Shell's Wonderful World of Golf. Where they just all play in the same group? Yeah. And I mean, play that would be electric. I don't know if you could get that clear with the sponsor, but that would be electric if they did it. That would be super it, entertaining. It, and then it's just winner takes all, and you still maybe get a shot advantage apiece. I have five guys, and one guy starts at five under, four under, three under, two under, and I, have a four-round tournament of five guys. I just, I just think that, and we kind of talked about this on the last show, Colby, where each year is different, right? So, like, some guy who wins the Fed or is leading going into the, the playoffs could have a much better year than the guy who did it the previous year, right? So, like, if we have a Tiger 2000 year, why is he graded the same as a – so-and-so, uh, Martin Keimer or whatever, who got to number one, even though they played good, but they're no, nowhere close to the I same player. The thing is, there's no perfect way to do this. I agree. And, and but there's a lot better ways to do it. I, I know, but I like it simplified better like this than I do of having two champions. Well, I, I, also, I FedEx me. wanted it to be more exciting, which is part of why yeah. I and, think and, they Oh, did it's that. definitely great to watch. I, I'm, I'll say two things that I think are the reason we're here where we are. In 2008, Vijay Singh won the first two playoff events, and all he had to do was tee it up in the Tour Championship to win it. So the, the excitement wasn't the there. The excitement wasn't there. Yeah. That ruined it. Another thing that ruined it, which we all talk about as one of the best days of golf that we remember, but I think it's actually a curse when it comes to the FedEx Cup. You had so many more people viewing the 2018 Tour Championship that they couldn't keep up with Rose having to get up and down on 18 out of a bunker because they're not golf fans. You're right, there were a bunch of casuals watching. Yeah, yeah. So, so then they get confused. That was, ex- ex- I loved watching that. Hey, you gotta get up and down out of this bunker for, 50, for, 10 oh, million, for 15 million bucks? I'm sitting, here like, like, I'm sitting here like, oh my god, if Rose doesn't hit a good bunker shot here, Tiger could win it all. Yeah. And I thought it was ecstatic, but you're right, there were millions of non-golf fans watching for just Tiger that were probably confused as hell. And, yeah. and, and then you have, like last week, KH Lee in the middle of the fairway, if he makes par, he gets in, he shanks it in the creek. We don't, we, <laughs> we don't know the point system behind it, but we know it's exciting. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, I, I just think that it adds two and adding uh, the FedEx Cup and the Tour Championship, you have two for one essentially. And I think that you can create a lot more drama if you figure out a better way to do it. Speaking of drama, I've got my captain's picks here. After this is done, we'll figure it all out. We'll know who's there. Let's give our captain's picks. I'll run through mine. I'll let y'all run through yours. This is what I think it's going to be after we're done next week. Finau, Xander, Spieth, Berger, English, Scheffler are my six captain's picks. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to need to see a list to go through all of them real quick and not mess up. But uh, so I'm going. Fien- obviously, Cantlay locked himself up. Um, well, that was just captain's pick. So the, yeah. the the ones that are locked in, 100% can't move. Morikawa, DJ, Deshambo, Kepka, JT, yeah. and Cantlay. So we're yeah. just looking for the next six. Yeah. So then obviously, Finau and Shoffley are a lock. Spees a lock. Harris English is a lock. Uh, and then, so my last three, um, two, or, or, you, sorry, two la- yep. sorry. Yeah. Out of the last three guys, I'm going Reed and Berger over Simpson and Scheffler. Okay. So you're going Berger and Reed. But, so, the, so the only one we have different, I've, you've got Reed, I've got Scheffler. But let me put a caveat to that. Reed needs to play well this week. Otherwise I'm going Scheffler. I, I, I think, okay. I think okay. a lot has to do with this week when and, it comes down to this last pick. And ironically, what I actually think is going to happen, what I... That's what I would do. What I actually think is going to happen is Simpson's eventually going to get picked. Okay. Because he has more experience than Scheffler. But we'll see. So, basically, we all had the same five. You went with Scheffler. You went uh, – I'm sorry, Colby went with Scheffler. You went with Reed, correct? Yep. I'm going with Webb. I think Webb, Webb, I think Webb makes it. Yeah. Okay. So and we, you're probably going to be right. But so, we I, all agree. so, basically, we all agree that there's pretty much one pick that's up for grabs because we all think Fienau, Xander, Spieth, Berger, and English are in. So, then it comes down to Scheffler, Reed, Webb. I mean, whoever else you want to throw in l- there. Let me ask you, Sam, because you haven't been on since then. have heard a lot of Sam Burns talk. Any, yeah. any love for Sam Burns? If he, he plays well this week, he's definitely got to be looked at. I mean, heavily. Uh, right now, he's already being looked at, right? And he's played some great golf at times this year. That would be a come-up for Sam Burns to make the Ryder Cup team this do, year. It, it comes down to me, if you're going young guy like that, do I trust uh, Burns or do I trust Scheffler? I trust Scheffler more. I That's just me. I think I probably do too, but honestly... Unless it's Reed, I'd be upset if it's Reed because I, I don't want to watch Reed. Uh, but if it's any of the other guys, I'll be like, yeah, I can see it. And then obviously, Phil came out last week and, and accepted the uh, invitation to be a, or said he would yeah, accept he an would, invitation yeah. to be a vice captain, which, I mean, they would which be crazy, crazy not to invite him at least. Yeah, so, 100%. So he's out of there. But uh, One and done picks this week, boys. One and done picks, and then we will draft Patrick. Speaking of Patrick Reed, I have no idea. Y'all pick mine for me. Uh, by by the way, unless something Eric weird Van happens Royen this week, and unless something weird happens this week, we're pretty much locked in. Taylor's locked into first, hundred percent. Sam, you and I have been competing for second all week. Uh, you had Finau when he won at the Northern Trust that vaulted you two million in front of me. Um, and I I didn't really gain any ground last week, so, so we're pretty hey, much locked go, in. Go first, to the list of this tournament. I'm gonna go like this, and whoever my fingers on, I'm gonna pick. <laughs> I've got Xander and Cam Smith. By the way, are my two this week. All right, uh, who's your finger on? Sam Burns. Sam Burns. There <laughs> I already we go. picked him, I think. No, nope, doesn't matter. Run okay. him out. All right, running him out. <laughs> I mean, matter. the standings are already decided. You're not in the big pool. I can't yeah. catch you, so. All right, uh, my pick to win this week, by the way, uh, we might as well do as we're talking about it, is John Rom. Yeah, mine's Rom. I mean, me too. Yeah, that's why yeah. we built our draft. So pick. who's your one and done this my week? My one and done pick. I got two. You mentioned him earlier, Colby. He said I should have had him on DraftKings. The reason I didn't is because if I put someone in one and done and DraftKings, they're guaranteed to play like ass, and I can't let that happen this <laughs> week. So I am going with Xander Shoffley as one of my picks. We have two of them this week. Colby you already listened. You already listed off why he's such a great pick here. The next best player I have left, I only have like five players that I could pick left available. My next pick, by far the best available, Harry English. Okay. And also, too, I'll say this, played golf in Georgia, played golf at Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, probably maybe, played East like quite a bit. Maybe knows his way around East Lake a little bit. Let me get to his uh, finishes real quick at East Lake. And they haven't been spectacular 22nd back in 2015, 12th last year. 
But you know what? If, it's tough to get to East Lake. And exactly. But he's been improving. So if he improves ten spots like he did, twenty second, go to twelfth, go up to second. I'll take second. Yeah. Especially absolutely. when especially if Shoffley wins. And and where are you at in the season long pool going in this week? I think third. You're in third. Okay. So By you the need way, a big week. I, I have a problem with the PGA tour about something. I think I have, that, I, have, I, have, well, I have a problem with a lot, but go ahead. <laughs> I think that the winner of the tour championship should get a gold jacket. Oh, that'd be pretty sweet. That would be good. Gold jacket, green jacket, yeah. who gives a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if the same guy won it in both years? What if Hideki won the Tour Championship this he week? Gets, then, then, then he won get a green ten, jacket ten, and a gold jacket. <laughs> that would be awesome. Which if one you win it three years in a row, you get a who gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to draft Patrick's, boys. Oh, yes. We're Here going we go. to draw the cards because this this we're going to do. We're each going to draft three guys with the first name Patrick. We're going to start doing name drafts because these are fun, and Patrick can't lay one last week, so whoever wins the week prior... So tell them how this came names. up. This came up because we were in a group text talking about Bobby Jones because I, <laughs> I finally... Got Got back on Twitter and talked about some golf this morning, uh, and I saw this. I saw this tweet that said uh, Bobby Jones finishing out in 1934 at Augusta National, and I, you know, you know me. I just went and checked out the scores. You know, he didn't break par one round that week. He not not even in one single round that week. He shot 76, 74, 72, 72, and if I'm not mistaken. Bobby Jones created that course, right? That, that's on his, not just home course. That's on the course that, like, you built. I mean, the he one that he, Bobby Jones proved. I mean, he still won the tournament. He still beat everybody he, else that he played didn't in win. 1934. He didn't win. Oh, he didn't win? No. no Gene Sarazen won. Oh, yeah, Gene Sarazen yeah. shot hard around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby Jones never won the Masters. No. What a hack. Designed it, couldn't even win. Not even his home course. I was just poking fun. And, and, and so anyway, t- Taylor I, came out and said, Well, what? so I texted back and I said, Better Bobby, Jones or Todd? Shout out Bobby Todd, <laughs> one of Taylor's college teammates that we Bobby. all know and are friends with. So then y'all started listing your Bobbies, and then Sam was like, Oh, we've got to do this. This has to be a thing. The name game. <laughs> List out the Bobbies because they're hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, Taylor said, Bobby Todd, Bobby Gellerman, Bobby Hill, Bobby Jones. <laughs> Sam said, Bobby Orr, Bobby Bowser. Bobby Brown, Bobby Jackson, Bobby Jones. <laughs> so you voted Bobby Jones last on your list. Bobby you, Jackson, do you remember him haters. for the Hornets? Bobby, <laughs> Jack- exactly. yes. Bobby Jackson, he always kicked the legs out. <laughs> Back when it was legal. Back yeah. when it was legal to yeah. kick your legs out when you shot a jumper. All right, we got to draw cards to see who get the, gets the first but pick But we're drafting Patrick's. Patrick's. Ace is high. We're drafting Patrick's. Ace is high. Oh, King. King, King. Tyler, you oh, and I dra- redraw. You and I redraw eight. Four! Yes, ah! let's go. Right. So it's me, Taylor, and then Sam. Uh, so I get to I get to shoot the layup. Patrick Starr. Patrick Starr. You stole my pick. From, whoever got number That's one. That's a terrible one-one pick. No, no. Patrick, Patrick Starr. Star? Patrick Starr is a juggernaut. Patrick Starr. I was never a stud. SpongeBob guy. Patrick I was a Star Disney a Channel juggernaut. guy. I didn't watch. Uh, what? Sam? I, I watched the Disney Channel over Nickelodeon. I mean, I watched them. I watched them both on occasion. But Patrick Starr. No, this is Patrick. Okay, there's an obvious one-one pick here. Okay, you it. might get him at third. Taylor, throw, right. throw us out your, your Patrick. Give me the winner of the Super Bowl this upcoming year, Patrick Mahomes. That's a good Ooh, pick. Ooh, Mahomes is that, a good one. But that's still not my 1-1 one, one pick. Well, then you I'm going to win this draft. Value. And we, by the way, we're posting these on Twitter. We're about to win. crap all over your pick. Who is it? Saint Patrick. Okay, Saint Patrick was my second one. Saint right. Patrick's a really good one. I, I wouldn't have thought about it. That's Saint Patrick's pick. a really good one. So, so you get it twice. It's a snake, yep. So you get fire back. Then I'm going to go... So I have some guys here. I gotta go, Pat Riley. Pat, uh, does it count? Is his name Patrick? Look it up. If his, his full name, name is Patrick, it counts. Is Pat Riley's 
Full name. Pat Riley, full name. Patrick. <laughs> uh... Patrick James Riley. All right, it's you him. got it. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. That's a good one. I didn't go there because I didn't. I just assumed his full name wasn't Patrick, and I don't know why I assumed that. How about this? I just punched in Patrick's, and I don't know how I'm thinking of. Give me Patrick Swayze. Okay, Patrick that's a Swayze's good. Swayze's a good one. He was the high sex up on icon my list. back in the day. He was high up on my list. How do you spell Swayze? S W A Y Z E. All right, Patrick Swayze. Uh, so I get to draft two Patricks now, and I'm going to go with. Mr. New York Knicks legend himself. I actually just saw him a few weeks ago whenever I was in D.C. Give me Patrick Ewing. Okay. Patrick Ewing, longtime great. We're uh, catering to the sports crowd here, so okay. maybe that'll help me out a little bit. And the number one, I mean, he's been so good in so many movies. Give me Patrick Stewart. Okay. Patrick Stewart's a good one. That'll be more for the uh, film crowd, which I'm not necessarily part of. I don't watch a ton of movies. But Patrick Stewart's really right. good, so I'm going to throw him in. Is it my pick? Uh, it's Taylor's pick. Okay. Snake him back. So it has to be first names. Um, what, what, what if what if they're known by the, like not not last name, but if they're like it's kind of like two names. Well, throw out I who mean, you're thinking about throwing out. Neil, Sam, I, I took, will vote I took, or turn it down. No, it can be last names, I guess, because I took Saint Patrick. I'm going Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. Oh, Neil Patrick I thought Harris you were going to go him. Dan Patrick. Neil Patrick. Oh, Harris that's is, a good one. Okay, Neil Patrick but, Harris is but Neil Patrick Harris is is. But that's legendary. not mine. That's not okay. Mine. You're not Legend, going Dan. No, I'm not going Dan Patrick. I'm going Pat Jones. Is his first name Patrick? I don't know. Look it up. I, uh, how am I? <laughs> Google it up. Is Pat Jones Just stick to Pat Patrick. Jones' name. <laughs> you got to give it to me for the creativity. So Pat Jones' first name is Irwin. What's his? But is there a Patrick in but there? But his middle name's Patrick. Let's go. It, it stands. <laughs> yeah. It stands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got Patrick Starr, Patrick Ewing, and Patrick Stewart. You've got, uh, Sam, you've got St. Patrick, Pat Riley, and Pat Jones. Taylor, you've got Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Swayze, and Neil Patrick Harris. Dude, wow. I, I dominated We'll that. throw it up on Twitter. We'll let the people decide. <laughs> we will let the people decide. Also, if That's there's awesome. any Patricks that we missed other than Dan Patrick, because I probably should have taken Dan Patrick. I have, third some, one I I have some other him. ones. There's... Some obvious ones I mean, I that we didn't Patrick take. Patrick Stewart. Patrick was, McEnroe. No, Patrick, Stewart. Patrick Dempsey was the other one that I thought about. Patrick McEnroe. Patrick yeah. Beverly. <laughs> Patrick Pat- Beverly would have lost oh, you some votes for yeah. sure. Patrick, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, Patrick Reed. I had Swayze on there. Uh, Ewing you took. Yeah. How we, about Pat Benatar if we're going uh, yeah. Pat Sajak? Little Wheel of Fortune yeah. action. Patrick yeah. Duffy. Um, Patrick Peterson. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, Patrick Peterson would have been a good one. Let us know any other Patricks that we missed. Patrick Willis? What about Patrick Patterson? (laughs) What about Patrick Patterson? Former Thunder legend. He's still costing the Thunder money. He is. He is still costing the Thunder money. Uh, Maybe we should do Kyle Singlers. We should do best Kyles (laughs) at some point. Whoever wins. Whoever wins this week. If John Rom wins this week, we'll do best John. The main game. By the way, how high? What are we going to do if Xander wins? How high? We need a how high. Oh, we do need a how high. Who are we going with this week? Um, Pick a name, Colby. So, somebody who's in the field this week. Somebody who's in the Eric field. Eric Van Royen. Let's do Eric Van Royen. All right. How high? Probably what he is right now. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen it yet, so we can all guess. Friend. I'll guess. Uh, I think Van Royen got up to 24th in his career. I don't think he cracked the top 30. Give me 37. Give me. Don't you go right in the middle, you bloody cheater. Give me you went 37? Yeah. 28. Best OWGR position is 40 for EVR. Wow. Look at I told you. Well I done, Taylor. You. 
Uh, all right, I think we've covered all of our bases. We have touched them all this week. Appreciate everyone for joining us. Enjoy the Tour Championship. Hit us up on Twitter at the 73rd Hole, Instagram 73rd Hole. Go to GolfOklahoma.org, our great sponsors over at Golf Oklahoma. I did just, he about fell out of his chair. I did just almost fell out, fall out of my chair if you noticed that little uh, hiccup in my voice there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're back next week with more here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. <laughs>